Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, and having epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my number one goal for you is to get out and hunt. I'm your host, Skylar Harrison, and today I am just going to do a little bit of a recap of the year 2020, talk about some things that went well, some things that didn't go well, how we're going to improve for next year, and a little gear tips and things like that, as well as some goals for next year. Obviously, 2020 is coming to a close. This will be the last episode of 2020. We will reconvene in January of 2021. And I just kind of wanted to go just review the year, go over all the hunts that I had this year, that the lessons that I learned, some of the gear that I used that I was proud of or that worked well, some things that are improving for next year, and some things that might be helpful for you going into your next season. So this year started out with spring turkey in 2020 and um, you, you can go back and listen to these episodes that I did. I did a couple episodes about turkey hunting back in episode, let's see, well 28, 30, 31, and 32. Those are all turkey hunting episodes so you can go listen to those. But a couple things that I learned in those turkey hunts was that my one thing is my, my pack wasn't as ideal for day hunting as I thought it was. I learned some critical flaws in the design that, well, not critical. I mean, there's just like little things that I wish I could have improved. So as you know, I'm running the Badlands 2200, which is a great pack. I've been using it for five, six years now, and I've never really had any major issues with it. But what I discovered on this turkey hunt was that it was not very good at compressing down to nothing when I have just like a little bit of food, a tripod, and that's basically it. And what I was finding is that my tripod wasn't really secure and it would kind of bounce around and it was just kind of annoying to deal with just because that pack doesn't really compress down real flat. The other thing that I noticed on that hunt was that my clothing that I was using was fine, but it wasn't super versatile. And what I mean by that is I... I like having sun protection, so having something to cover up my neck, something that is really good at moisture wicking because during those spring hunts, sometimes it's really hot and sometimes it's really cold, and so you kind of have to be versatile. Anyway, so those are things that I improved this year. I, uh, well, at the end of this year, I bought a new pack. I will give an in-depth review and of that as I start using it. I got the Exo Mountain Gear 4800, which is even a bigger pack. And you'd think, well, why'd you get a bigger pack if you were going to go for day hunts? Um, but that that pack compresses down really well. And I also, next year, I want to go on some backpack hunts. And that will give me a little extra room for more gear and s- some more days all in the same bag. So I feel like it's a more versatile pack. It's a pack I've had my eye on for years, and I finally pulled the trigger on it this year. It's actually going to be a Christmas present. So anyway, I'm excited for that. But the other thing is my clothing. I went with a bunch of first light clothing and I have a detailed explanation of all the clothing that I purchased from first light. And that is in episode 33, all about um, layering and different layers for different seasons and how you can utilize multiple layers together to give you the most versatility and the best bang for your buck too. So that was kind of that spring turkey hunting lessons learned. Those are some cool things that I learned. And then next up, I had my elk hunt. I had an archery elk hunt here in Utah, just the general season tag, which opens up in late August and goes through the middle of September. And on that hunt, I had a lot of close encounters and you can go see those episodes. I have two episodes on that elk hunt. 
and that was 37 and 39. Well, in 38, I talk about some of the elk hunting gear that I was liking. So 37, 38, and 39, those are my archery elk hunting episodes from this year. And what I learned in in that hunt, I went in two, two different weeks. And the other thing, that so th- by this time I had gotten that new clothing, and so I was able to test it out. And that worked really well, so I was proud of that. But then what I learned on that is that I needed a puffy jacket. I kind of skip, skipped that, thinking that it wasn't going to be that cold. But in some of those morning sits on those meadows that I was sitting in the mornings were kind of chilly. In some of the evenings, too, it would have been nice to have a puffy jacket, which I ended up getting later. The other thing that worked really well on that hunt was the water filtration system that I used. And you can go and listen to episode 34. And I talked about what water filter is best for hunting situations. And for what I was doing this year, that Sawyer squeeze and the fast fill adapter combined with a platypus dirty bag, or just, it's just a regular platypus water bladder, but I use that as my dirty bag and that just screws right onto the Sawyer filter. So, and then that in combination with the fast fill adapter just is a really good system. And you can go listen to that episode if you want more details on that, but that worked really, really well. But what I did learn on that hunt is that the dirty bag that I'm using, I think uh, a different dirty bag would be a little more versatile. So that dirty bag that I was using was great, um, but the problem, the only downside of it is that it has a tiny screw cap. So if you have just a little trickle of water, it takes a while to fill that up. Or if it's a really, it's not a fast moving source, like the slope of the river or the creek is not very steep, it's hard to fill it up all the way. So eventually I was able to always get it, but it would have been nice to have something that had a bigger opening to scoop water up in. And that's where that Sawyer or that, yeah, I guess that whole Sawyer system is, that's its downside a little bit is if you have somewhere, if you're in like the desert and all you have is like a little hole where there's water down and under some rocks or something, having a pump filter is going to be a lot easier to access that water. But wherever I hunt and wherever I go, there's always just water everywhere running in creeks and stuff. And so that sore squeeze is just a really lightweight, easy way to filter water. And I really was liking that system, but having a little dirty bag that had a bigger opening, like a, like a fold down or something similar, I'm going to have to look into some different ways I can prove that, but that worked out really, really well. The other thing that I learned on that hunt is that bow hunting sucks. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, like that is just really, really tough. I had a lot of close encounters, but I was never able to actually send an arrow at an elk just because brush was in the way or I was an idiot or there was no clean shot. I only had access to a backward shot at a, an elk's butt or something. You know, you'll have to listen to those episodes if you want to hear the details on those stories. But just as a recap, and a summary of the elk season is this that bow hunt bow hunting is really hard and i knew that going into it and i'm not discouraged by any means and i i love it when i'm out there but it's hard i i mean i have to admit that but i love a challenge and that's why i'm going to do it next year too the next hunt that i had was a mule deer doe tag in wyoming and that was my most recent hunt here in november I went up with my brother Bryce and my friend Paulo, who was on his first big game hunt. Those are some really great episodes. Just go back and listen to episodes 44 and 45, or sorry, 43 and 45. Then those episodes are all that recap. We were able to fill five 
deer tags in less than 48 hours. So that was an epic trip and a really fun time, especially to go with Paulo on his first hunt. What I learned in that hunt was that having a puffy jacket is awesome because by this point I had that Uncompadre puffy from First Light and combined with my other layers that was a lot warmer than I had anticipated. And I think I might've mentioned this in the episode that I did with Bryce, but that First Light Uncompadre puffy or however you say, I don't know how to say that word, but it's like Uncompadre and has like a G in there somewhere. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that was a really good layer to combine with my merino wool layer, my other base layer, and then just regular long johns. And I was pleasantly surprised how warm that was. I mean, we were in temperatures in the teens with wind blowing up to probably 40 miles an hour, and I was able to stay pretty comfortable. So that was a big win. The other big win that made itself apparent on that hunt was the canvas cutter. I talk about the canvas cutter all the time, but being able to just throw that thing out on the ground have a comfortable place to sleep anywhere is awesome, especially on those hunts where, you know, you don't have a ton of time. You don't want to be spending a lot of time setting up a big camp or a tent, having that canvas cutter, and then being able to just zip it up shut when it that's when it's snowing sideways like it was. I'll post a picture up here on, uh, I think I might've put, I'll post it on Instagram when this episode goes live, but Having that canvas cutter was awesome in that snowstorm that we had. And something that was just kind of reinforced for me on that hunt is you really need to be comfortable with your equipment. So I went with Paulo to the range and we practiced shooting my rifle before we went out there. And that gave us a lot of confidence going in, knowing that the rifle is shooting straight and that our abilities are there to match it. And that just gives you a lot of confidence to be able to shoot anything as long as you are steady and that you've practiced, you know, it just gives you great confidence. And when you have confidence, you are able to get the job done a lot easier. So that was really good. And that was just a lesson that was reinforced to me. And then the last thing that I did this year was a little bit of late season archery elk hunting with my buddy Ross. Again, I went up one day alone and then I went one day with Ross. And the day I went up alone, I just had one evening. I just had a few hours and I ran up there and I went to this spot I was running up this ridge and I got to this glassing spot and I was about to sit down and glass and I realized that my rangefinder was missing. So I knew that I had used it on the hike at some point. And then I remember stumbling when I was coming up the ridge at some point too. And I knew that it must have fallen out of my bino harness when I stumbled. So I got to that glassing point and I wasn't even able to sit down and glass because I just had to turn around and go back and look for my rangefinder because it was about to get dark. So, and I knew if I didn't find it, then I wouldn't be able to shoot anything anyway, unless it was super close. And it was just a busted hunt from the beginning. So that was a huge bummer. I looked for it. I mean, I had like a mile and a half of ridge to comb through and I was using Onyx maps and I used my GPS tracking feature. I retraced my steps and I was never able to find that rangefinder. And then the next day, of course, it dumped snow. And I went up again to that spot later. But I mean, there was like eight inches of snow. And I didn't really have any hopes of finding it. But I uh, I had a tag in my pocket still. So we tried to go hunt some more. But um, anyway, I was never able to connect with anything. Still had a great time getting out there. But a lesson that I learned from that is that I need to get either a lanyard or a case or some kind of thing to hold my rangefinder because right now I'm I'm down a rangefinder 
you know, like 400 bucks or whatever those things cost. And it's just up there sitting under the snow somewhere. So hopefully in the springtime, I can go back and retrieve it. Um, it's a Vortex Ranger 1800. So, I mean, it should be covered under their warranty if I find it. I'm, it might actually still work. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted on that if I pull out a miracle and find my rangefinder. But there's a lesson for you. Don't use the little clip on the rangefinder because it will fall out. Anyway, so anyway, I had that little lesson this year. That's the last lesson I think I learned this year. So next year in 2021, I want this to be the year of the bow. So I have yet to take an animal with my bow, but I'm hoping and I'm going to practice a lot so that 2021 is the year that I get something down with a bow. Whether that's a turkey, a deer, or an elk, those are the three species that I'll be hunting next year. But one of them will go down with my bow. That is the goal. And I also want to do a backpack hunt. So if you listen to, I believe it was episode 24 with Josh Kirshner, uh, also known as the Dialed In Hunter, he has this book called Becoming a Backpack Hunter. And I read that book last year. We had him on the show And that was something that really inspired me to plan a backpack hunt. So I'm hoping that I draw a deer tag this year or next year so that I can make that a backpack hunt and try out some, some gear. I I seriously don't have a bunch of backpack gear, backpacking gear. I don't really have a lightweight sleep system or anything, but I'm going to find a way to make it work. I will keep you guys posted on that journey, but I have a goal to do a backpack hunt and I know on my elk hunt, it would have been really helpful to be able to get back in there and set up a camp instead of hiking three and a half miles every morning. Because once you find the elk, that's where they are. And it was a really, it was a lot of legwork to make it in there and uh, hunt from the truck. So having a backpack set up would have been really, really nice. So I'm going to try and make that happen this year, either on the deer hunt or the elk hunt. And it's going to be a journey and I'm sure that I'm going to learn some lessons along the way. And I want to do little overnighters to practice and to work out kinks in my gear this spring. And I think that's a a good way to test out some of that stuff. So if any of you are planning on doing a backpack hunt, um, be sure to send me your questions or your tips because I need them. And if you have questions, I'm sure we can get people on here to answer those things too. Oh, and and by the way, all questions I get are either from Instagram DMs or so follow me on at huntthewest.us. Or you can just email me at skyler at huntthewest.us. That's S-K-Y-L-E-R at huntthewest.us. And I will answer any and all of your questions. But yeah, so next year is going to be, I'm going to be doing a lot of bow hunting, hopefully some backpack hunting, and I want to grow the podcast. So I have a lot of goals associated with the podcast growth as well. We are just about to cross one of my goals that I had for the podcast this year. Uh, By the time this episode goes live, I'm sure we will have crossed 15,000 downloads, which is not a ton in the podcasting world, but it was more than I thought that we would get. And it was a, it was a big goal when I said it last year and we're just about to cross it. So I'm excited about that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and, you know, subscribing to the podcast, leaving reviews, all that fun stuff. It really helps me and helps me grow the show. And thank you to all of you who bought apparel. Um, if you've noticed, actually, we updated the logo that we got the new logo up. And we've got some new swag associated with that new logo. And it's all up on the website right now. So if you want to go to huntthewest.us slash shop, you'll see some t-shirts. And I believe I have a hat up there. The hats are a little bit tricky. Those will be up soon if they're not up already. But we for sure have t-shirts and a mug. 
all with the new logo. Um, so if you want to support the show, that is the, the easiest way to do that is just pick up some swag. You can just go to huntthewest.us slash shop. But yeah, so for next year, I'm going to continue using the clothing that I improved on this year. Going to be looking to get into some backpacking gear, and I'm sure I'm going to be learning a lot of lessons along the way there. But that's the whole point of this podcast. I mean, I know a lot of you are either adult onset hunters, people who were interested in hunting as, as a kid or whatever, and now you're an adult and you're getting back into it. I, most of you have jobs and families. You can't you know, take three weeks of vacation off in September and go elk hunting, you know, you have responsibilities and you don't get that much vacation time. So what we're all about here on the Hunt the West is getting it done under normal circumstances for everyday ordinary people. I mean, I'm just like you, I'm a normal person with a, a family, a day job, a limited budget. And I feel like we need to support each other and give each other tips and practical resources that we can get this hunting thing done under the circumstances that we choose to live our lives. So that's the whole goal of this podcast. I appreciate you for listening. I'm just so grateful for all of you. I mean, it still blows my mind that people in outside of my immediate family are listening to this podcast. I know I, I've said that before, but it's really fun to interact with you guys. I, I appreciate all those, all the DMs and all the comments and the emails. It really means a lot to me. So keep that up. I love hearing from you. I guarantee you I will respond if you want to say, hey, or if you have a question, just email me. And like I say in every episode, my number one goal is for is to help you get out and hunt. That's the goal. And that's what will always be the goal is to make that process easier, better, and a better experience for you. So I hope you will take this time at the end of this year, plan out your next season, plan out your goals. If you need help with that, just shoot me a, an email. Let me know be happy to help you out. If I've been able to help you at all this year, uh, please let me know. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm even efficient for compliments here, but I mean, if, if this has been helpful at all for you, um, that would be amazing to just hear what, how it has helped you. If you want to leave a review or something, that would be great too. But I mostly just want you guys to succeed and accomplish your hunting goals. So yeah, take this time to intentionally plan the next year. Think about what you want to accomplish in hunting and in just your regular life. You know, believe it or not, there are other things in this world other than hunting, um, despite maybe what you maybe use your time to think about most of the time, like me. But those other goals are really important. So I, I believe in goal setting. I believe in writing things down and reviewing those goals. If you have health goals or fitness goals, include those I know, I know everybody makes fun of the New Year's resolutions and how the gyms are packed in January. But the truth is, if you don't make goals, then you're not going to accomplish anything. So make those fitness goals, but then be unlike everyone else and stick to them. I think this was the first year that I actually made New Year's resolutions like that. And uh, I was reviewing them the other day and I totally knocked them out of the park. Like I, I accomplished almost every single goal. Um, we're about to cross that 15,000 downloads one. That was the last one that I have left to accomplish this year and we'll accomplish it by the time this podcast comes, comes out. So that probably means, I mean, I need to make a little bit more lofty goals. I think it's better to almost achieve them and then look back and realize that you're better off having tried to achieve a difficult goal than, and not reach it, than accomplish an easy goal. So I probably need to up my goals a little bit, be a little bit more tenacious, so that, that I can stretch a little further. So anyway, 
that's enough of the goal setting stuff. I I do want you to make some goals. If you want to share them with me, that'd be great. Tag me in, in your Instagram stories or just send me a DM or an email or whatever. I love to hear from you guys. Thank you again just for all the support, for subscribing and listening every day. That means the world to me. Um, I know I mentioned a lot of different episodes over the in this episode. I'll, I'll leave all those links in the show notes and the episode numbers and stuff. Uh, as along with uh, with all the episodes that I do, there's always show notes at huntthewest.us slash the number of the podcast. So you can go to huntthewest.us slash 46 for episode 46, and I'll have the links and everything to all the episodes that I mentioned. So uh, there's a ton of episodes. I mean, this is episode 46. There's 46 episodes in the archives. If you have missed any of them, go back and listen to them. There's some good stuff in there. And uh, we have more cool people lined up for 2021. So I'm excited. We're going to do some shed hunting stuff. I want to get into some shed hunts this year. I have met some people on the mountain that I'm going to go shed hunting with. Logan, if you're listening, let's go shed hunting, dude. We're going. I'm excited. Anyway, so all that stuff is coming up. If you have topics that you want me to cover in addition to the backpack hunting and bow hunting stuff, shoot me a DM. I I mean, I've said this like nine times at this point, but yeah, you know how to contact me. Just contact me and let me know what you want to hear on the show and we'll, we'll make it happen. Thanks you for listening. You guys are awesome. Now get out there and hunt the West.